When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dawn is a new day. It's a new life for me. Yeah, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, and I'm feeling good. It's a new year. It's a new episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. It is Wednesday, January 2nd, the first episode of the year 2019. Never thought would be here, Jake. Just never thought in a million years would be here January 2nd doing this. How are you? I'm bad. I'm bad. I, uh, I got really sick yesterday. I'm still really sick. Um... Yeah, there's, I, I don't, there's, the song worked, but I, I, I might have needed a little something different this morning to get it going. That's all right. I'll, I'll spark it into gear myself. Um, yeah, man, twenty nine beans. Song didn't get you going. Oh no, oh no. Well, Nina Simone. Almost seemed like a mockumentary. It seemed like the song was making fun of me. Well, I chose it before you got sick, so right there you go. Which is fine. I, I I don't feel any any malice. I got sick. I was sick the last two days, but I was more just like over exhausted. Just couldn't keep my eyes open. Was napping all day. Like yesterday, I slept all day, and then I went to the movies and and ate. But I couldn't even eat really because I'm on my cleanse. Which sickness right. and cleanse is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's tough. Nina Simone. Her birth name was Eunice Kathleen Wayman. Say that again. The lady who sings that name was Nina Simone because it's Wednesday. Had a lot of trouble finding a New Year's, New New Day, New Year song that was sung by a female because today's Wednesday. We do female artists. Her name, her stage name is Nina Simone, which is nothing crazy. That could be a birth name. Sure. But her birth name is Eunice Kathleen Wayman. That's I feel what I was like looking for. if you're going to, if your name's Eunice, Eunice, Kathleen Wayman, and you need a stage name. Nina Simone's kind of bland as a stage name. I strongly disagree. I think Eunice Kathleen's tough break. Oh, I agree there. I agree you need a stage name, but then get yourself a fun stage name. Nina Simone? Come on. I think you're downplaying that a little too much. Lady who makes the bagels at the bagel place in Newtown's name is Eunice. Very nice lady. Eunice? Eunice, yeah. I believe it's a Jewish name, but Eunice Kathleen Wayman is African-American. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I think you're taking 
Well, maybe this is 2019. You got tougher standards. I think Nina Simone's a great stage name. Oh, to make a living, Eunice Wayman changed her name to Nina Simone to Nina Simone. The change related to her need to disguise herself from family members having chosen to play the devil's music. Mm. Mm. Wow. Isn't it weird that the devil's music back in the day was like nothing? Oldies it's just now? music. It was just it's noises. It, it was literally just like pleasant newsy music. It's a new day. It's a new year. And I feel good. Fucking devil's music, Eunice. I was saying that shit about, in my house. <laughs> it wasn't about the big man upstairs. It was the devil's music. Yeah. Yeah. Two kinds of music. Do we have devil's music right now? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, yeah, but I think I I think it's probably like what satanic rock or something. But like honestly, that like like that. Yeah, honestly, like people worshiping the devil. Yes. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. There's groups of people that do that. Oh yeah, you're allowed to worship whoever you want. I married exactly. my mug last episode. You did marry your mug last episode. What an end of 2018. Fireworks. Fireworks married my mug. How was your New Year's Eve party? You were dressed festive. It was good, man. It was good. I uh So the theme was, and again, this is one of those things like, you know, I was going to agree to do whatever anyways. But, you know, it you know, every Every hour on the hour, like a new little bit of information would leak out to me. And I'd be like, okay. So, was, you know, the first piece of information, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be New Year's, New Year's Eve in the future. And I was like, no, it's not. But okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I, pro- I promise you it's not. So the theme for the New Year's party was the future? Yeah. And then people can be very uncreative sometimes. Well, Jimmy, this is where the more details leaked to me. So then it was supposed to be New Year's Eve, like a couple hundred years in the future. Think high-end Hunger Games. Okay. So that's an interesting mix for me because I do love the Hunger Games. Um, But they wear, I don't know, these kind of ridiculous outfits. And there's mm-hmm. like all sorts of crazy like makeup and wigs and stuff. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, you know, I'll 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 make it work. And then uh, I had kind of ignored the high end part of it, so I just started pulling out the most ridiculous stuff I could find. And then that's when I got my final notification. Like it was like, no, you're supposed to like dress nice, but in the future. And I was like, oh yeah, that outfit, that outfit I've been saving. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, ended let up. Just, let me just go in my closet, pull out my nice future outfit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, future Hunger Games, uh, high end. Got it. Ten four. So, uh, I ended up. Well, I went with my, you know, my jeans and blazer outfit that I that I figured out in these coming days. Um, in these coming days. Um, but basically, I went jeans, blazer. I went silly shirt under it with some flair. And then I had a pair of Nikes on because I don't know that. It, so I basically what I looked like was kind of like a Michael J. Fox '80s vibe, like a Back to the Future vibe. You so look I like actually try 
Trying to age forward, I went back 30 years. You look like John Lejeune in Show Me Your Genitals music video. Ah, don't, you know. I, I know you're just trying to pick up my confidence, but... You did. Uh, Show me your genitals. A little bit. Show me your genitals. Uh, Do you think yeah, any so of our I, listeners don't know that song? Uh, I don't know. That's early internet. Should um, I play the first line of the song, which both of our girlfriends don't enjoy, but we find funny? Maybe we'll preface it. Maybe maybe we'll save it for tomorrow's up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like there's a build up. But tomorrow's up is is um drinking songs. Oh no, I'm not saying open up the whole episode with it. I think so. That's how you end up on so the don't nightly play, news. Don't play it right. Don't play it right now. That's how we end up on somebody else's podcast being talked about. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my end the go to line that that people ended up liking was I would I was saying I was dressing up as someone 200 years in the future trying to dress like someone from nowadays. Oh, yeah, you just upped the game. And people were like, whoa. But not because normally the person that says that is the guy that doesn't want to get dressed up at all. And they're like, yeah, I'm dressed up as nowadays then. And it's like, no, dude, you just threw on a, a, yeah. a shirt and a blazer. I'm three-hole punch I gym. I like an idiot. So, Did you have 2017 New Year's glasses on? I did, so that was part of it. Oh, nice. So, you know, 200 years in the future, so, you know, someone finds it. Went and back like, oh, to 2017. This will be, perf- be perfect for my Hunger Games New Year's party. Did you get real drunk? Not crazy drunk. I felt the sickness coming on, and I knew it was going to suck. Um, I, I mean, I got a good buzz going. Oh, Jimmy, you like this a lot, actually. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm an interesting guy. I'm, I'm pretty extroverted, but... Up up until my extrovert extrovert point, I'm pretty introverted. Like if I sit at a bar, I'm not just gonna start a conversation with you. Um, and I don't know. I I so, sometimes in big crowds I'll get some social anxiety, all the good stuff. So we roll up to this New Year's. So we go to like a pregame, if you'd like to call it that. Do people? What does does Katie call it pregaming? I've seen so many people call it pre-drinking that it throws me off. We don't really drink, so I don't know. Right, but I'm saying, okay, well, it's something you can ask her back back, back when. Um, okay, I'll ask her. I'll ask Luke. But uh, so we go, we go to one of my girlfriend's friend's new boyfriend's apartment. So we roll through there. It's a nice apartment complex. And we walk in. And I'm like, no way. No way. No way. I've been in this apartment before. Interesting. Film so sex tape there? I first tell this to my girlfriend, and she's like, doesn't care. Thinks I'm making a bad joke. Doesn't. <laughs> it's just like, okay. If you were or you weren't, I do not care. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And you're embarrassing me with your dumb outfit. Right. Um, so the, uh, the, the boyfriend guy that's hosting, I'm like, hey, man, this is, uh, <laughs> is going to sound kind of crazy, but like I've been in this apartment before. And he's like, ah, yeah, walks away. <laughs> is, like, there a, is this like an apartment building with a lot of apartments that have the same yes. shape and design? 
Yes. I mean, it's probably like 30 floors. Okay. So, but you think you've been in that building or that specific apartment? That specific apartment. I've been in that specific apartment before. Okay. So. You're just walking around telling people, I've been here before. Like, you're really a travel, time traveler person. Weirdo. Yeah, basically. They probably think maybe people thought it was part of the shtick, but I I had been there before. So, I one night I went out with some of my coworkers, and it was just like one of these. We we went from one part of town to another part of town, and we stopped at an apartment in between, um, and we had a couple drinks there, and we like met up with someone, and it was the only. It's in that same apartment complex, and it was the only other time I've been there. And I was just kind of anxious and didn't know anyone. So I just had like two beers, sat on the couch, and they had like one of those bad, like, yeah, top 50 NBA plays montage going on in the background. Nice. Um, and there was a couple kids from Connecticut there. But I remember just being like, oh, also from Connecticut. And they're like, okay, cool. So the host boyfriend goes, yeah, two of the guys are from Connecticut. And I'm like, oh. Yes. Okay. And so was who? Where was it? What I get introduced it? to one of the Connecticut guys, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> I know we don't even know each other, but <laughs> I've been in this apartment." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, okay, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to prove." And I was like, "Dude, this, I know this is crazy random, but like, we came over here. We were here for like 15 minutes. We had a beer or two. And then we went out to a bar, but there was like a top 50 plays montage going on in the NBA. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, you totally were here. And I was just like, I mean, talk about it was just small world stuff, man. Well, and so by the time how my are girlfriend, you connected to that apartment? Who were you there with? So one of my coworkers knows a girl that knows a guy that lives there. Was it the so, same connection that brought you to the party? No. Okay. Com- completely unrelated connection. All right. So you were at a party so, you had been before. There was about 15 minutes where everyone was skeptical and like, yo, Jake, I, you know, I know you do your dumb jokes, but what are you really doing? And I was like, no, guys, I'm <laughs> I, I've been here. <laughs> OK, you're at the apartment. So then I, I was I felt expecting a much man. better ending to this. But it was just, dude, it's really small world. I think you're underestimating the size of Denver and how opposite the connections are that I got there. Yeah. Yeah. I was Went hoping coworker that- to coworker's friend to somehow go in there for a little bit to now girlfriend's friend dating a guy. And it was one of those guys. It's crazy. Happy New Year in the future. Let's get into some sports. How was your New Year's, bud? Uh, great. Went to a restaurant with my family. Katie was working, so we said hi to her and then uh, went home. Pretty nice. The Yankees are adding former Blue Jays shortstop Troy Tulowitzki on a one-year league minimum deal to maybe back up DD Fred shortstop if he's healthy, if he's good, if not. 
Who cares? Didn't give him any money. Ennis Cantor had a heart-to-heart with Nick's GM to express his frustration with the losing and his diminishing role, but clarified he has not been asked to be traded. Ennis, do more shit that sucks. St. John's beat Marquette in their first big matchup, and John McEnroe is a believer. Tri-State News is going to get really tough once the, it's going to get tough with the Jets and the Giants out now because basically we have football left and just every day NHL and NBA and no baseball so it's going to be a tough segment so but yeah that's what Hot we got stove college basketball come on man yeah but not a lot played this week um Yankees picked up Troy Tulowitzki and I have a take Tulowitzki sure. is a real fun name to say yeah one of those top fun man. Names. No, but even just Tulowitzki. Yeah. Is good time in your Too mouth. Too low. It's like a roller coaster for your mouth. Tulowitzki. Too low. Uh, no risk, potential high reward, but honestly, no risk at all to this signing. We'll talk about it more on Talking Yanks, bud. Yeah, it was kind of uh, you. You saw some. Did you wake up to the Twitter reactions? Because it, it came out kind of late night. Yeah, I woke up to them. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny while it was happening. Um, just because you know people want to blow it out, and oh, now they're now they're out on Machado, and it's like no, not even close. But um, I don't know. There's just something. The Blue Jays are paying him twenty million dollars this year. And the Yankees now have him on their team, getting paid the veteran minimum. And it's like, I'm sorry, Blue Jays, but you're set up for so much failure here. It is a recipe for, like, a backfire. Why would why wouldn't we said, hey, I was trying to find when we originally talked about this. I couldn't find it on Talking Yanks right. or John Boy and Jake Radio. I listened to the days afterwards. Maybe we were late to it. But anyway, why... This is what I think thought we said. Maybe we just said it off air. Why would the Blue Jays do this and not hang on to him through spring training, then try to like trade him for anything? Trade him for five hundred grand? Trade him for a minor leaguer? I don't know. Right. It, well, I I guess a couple things there, Jimmy. Is I mean, Homie was get was and is getting paid. Um, I mean, what are we talking? Twenty eighteen, twenty million. Twenty nineteen, twenty million. 2020 14 million and then 2021 4 million. So Toronto does that. Jimmy to move him. I mean, I think they'd probably have to tack on a prospect at this point. But what I think Toronto's GM missed out on was that like you could put yourself in this situation now. Like the GM probably came in and was doing one of those like, yeah, you know, out with the old, in with the new. We're we're gonna get some youth and some young guys here that that are gonna be healthy and do it for us. Um and then yeah, now he's on the Yankees and <laughs> like if he does good, you look like such idiots. But yeah, I mean what I I don't know. The Blue Jays do have a lot of young guys, so maybe it was one of these, you know, they they didn't want any of the old guard even at spring training, and they didn't want to tack on a prospect to move him, so it is it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, the, the chance that he could even start for the Yankees on opening day is insane all around, Blue Jays and Yankees. Yep. Uh, Ennis Cantor had a heart-to-heart with the GM. What are, you thought about, what are your thoughts about this? Great. 
Cool, Enos. Don't care. Right. Um, He's frustrated he th- about his lack of play time and the fact that they're losing. And he said it's like they only care about the young guys. And I understand that's probably a shitty position to be in, to be an older guy who wants to be in his prime on a team that's rebuilding. Mm. Like, how do you not understand the situation? The problem is he doesn't realize... He doesn't realize how bad he is defensively. There's there's a famous GIF video of his old coach on Oklahoma City saying, I can't play Cantor because he's so bad at defense. He's one of the worst defensive players in the league. And he just ignores that. He's like, oh, well, I get points and rebounds, so that's good. And it's I like, talk shit yeah. and people like me, but no one actually likes him. But no. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I think the Knicks are going to end up cutting him. Um, the NBA kind of does that like after the trade deadline though, you can kind of cut a veteran and then some of the better teams will pick them up. And I, I, I think that ends up happening with Canner. Um, but the Knicks are really thin and big, so it's, I don't know. It's kind of a game of chicken, but yeah, he, uh, he sucks. Um, he's about, he's like one more step away from becoming an actual, like a nuisance, maybe even right. a bad guy to be around all these young guys. Well, he does all this fake nuisance stuff that's actually more of a nuisance. Like, yeah, I, I talked to the GM. We had a heart-to-heart. I didn't demand a trade, but, like, I was thinking about it. And it's like, okay, dude, like, we don't care. Be better. Learn how to play defense. Um, they were they were in Denver last night, Jim, which, uh, which actually made me really sad because they only play one game in Denver each year, and I was sick as a dog. Um, so that was fun. They lose, uh, and they're playing really bad, Jim. I mean, we're sneaking up towards that top lotto pick. Boom. This is the time to start tanking. And so that's the other thing. Some people are saying they're going to keep playing Cantor because (laughs) he helps you lose. Um, (laughs) That's funny. GM should have said, no, we see you getting a lot of time in the future, Ennis. Yeah. No, Cantor, you are going to play a lot, buddy. In the uh, New York hockey race, the Islanders currently have 46 points, the Rangers have 41, and the Devils have 37. They're like a three-way stack right now on top of each other. So that's fun. They're all not that good. Well, actually, yeah, they're all not that good right now. Three-way stack, huh? Islanders are currently in the Metropolitan Division. The Islanders are in fourth place, Rangers in fifth, Devils in sixth. How about that? The uh, Devils are below 500, and the Rangers are above 500. Boom, 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 boom. Go blue shirts, roll tide. National news. Jimmy, let's start with a couple signings. And first, I'm going to start in Major League Baseball. Japanese left-hander, you side that Uki Kikuchi agrees to a deal with the Mariners. Really fun contract layout, Jim. Don't know if you saw that. Chelsea signs Christian Pulisic. The American going to Chelsea, Jim. It'll be interesting to see. <coughs> oh, God. Pretty sick. Can't do that. Um, <laughs> we... There was the New Year's Sick Bowl games, Jim, which we had ignored the previous episode. Iowa beats Mississippi State. Kentucky beats Penn State. LSU beats UCF. Ohio State beats Washington. Texas beats Georgia. Georgia. And their <laughs> quarterback announces they're back. That's the news. 
Good shit. All right. So uh, Jake tried his best, tried his hardest, did his best. But uh, couldn't tell you one word I just said. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I want to talk about oh, a couple of these things. But the Iowa, did you watch any of the Iowa Mississippi State game? I did a little bit. It was wild. I was in and out of naps because I was feeling feeling sick. Right. I I don't know the name of the receiver that dropped the ball. I was trying to find it real quick, but we just watched um, a twenty one year old kid go through something that's going to haunt him for uh, a while. Right. You're talking about the pass that bounced off his chest and then was intercepted or whatever? Yeah, Mississippi State's up uh, yeah. two points in the fourth quarter. Deep, like probably like a I don't know, 30-yard touchdown pass, maybe more. Yeah. Right in his hands and his chest. Like hit his hands, yeah. hit his chest. Touchdown would put them up nine with about, I think it was like five to six minutes left. I could be way off there, but it was the fourth quarter. It would have put the game to two-score game. He it's right there in his in his bread basket, bobbles it. Iowa dude just runs past and snags it, the tip drill, yep. and brings it back to like the 40. Iowa scores, Iowa wins. So yeah. interesting, fun, really fun game. Back and forth game like crazy. But yeah, that kid out of that wide receiver, I mean, that's that's nightmare fuel. That's uh it's going to be creeping into his brain. What if I caught that Yeah, ball? that's tough. I, I think it was like lightly deflected. Like I think someone got a finger on it. But Still it's one of those. Hit his hands in his chest. Right. But you, you everyone, if, if anyone out there has tried to catch a football and it gets just that slight deflection where you where it's heading towards your hands and then someone nicks it and it just moves a little bit and still nicks your hands. We've all had that feeling. Where it's like, oh crap! Like this looks, this looks a lot worse than it was for me. But the kid's still not happy. No, he's not happy with himself. That was a good game, though. That was a fun bowl game. Yeah, kind of a uh, a, a tough day for your SEC, Jim. Um, Texas beats Georgia. Iowa beats Mississippi State. Um, I guess Kentucky wins. Go Cats! Cats can, by a million. Can it be a tough? For the SEC win the national championship. What if they lose that, Jim? But no, I I think the and it it just circles around every year and every matchup's different. But you can do each conference's records in the bowl game, and I mean, the SEC just you know obviously claims to be the best and they have the most talent. But Iowa ends up beating a ranked Mississippi State team, and they were unranked. Um, and then Texas, who was ranked fifteenth kind of dominated the game against georgia um so i don't know we i we we don't actually care too much about that stuff but i don't know it's kind of a good day of football yeah it usually is it's football day yeah what about this six kikuchi signing i'm interested you intrigued me with the fun contract because someone dm'd me and was like this is weird why did they sign him and i thought it was going to be a six-year deal which would make sense since the seattle mariners are rebuilding but it's a four-year deal, which doesn't really jive with what they're doing. They just sold off every single piece, but now they're getting a four-year deal for a pitcher. What's the well, contract? Jim, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let you Google it while I start BSing my way through it because it was pretty wild. It's 
And again, there's certain posting rules with signing players um, from overseas, so I, I think they had to dance around that a little bit. But Jimmy, it was it's like four years, I want to say forty or thirty million, something like that. And you're like, okay, that's that's kind of the contract people thought he was going to get. But then there's an option for the team to keep him, which is like crazy money. Like I think it goes from four for forty to like seven for one ten or something. So after three years, the Mariners have the option to extend the deal to a seven-year contract. So after what? Yeah. So after three years, they signed him to a four-year deal. After three years, either they can just go on with the fourth year as is, no one opts for anything, or the Mariners can extend the contract and then it's worth $109 million, so whatever that breaks down. Why would the Mariners do that? That feels like, right. a, I, feels I, like a pillow contract. Like, does Kikuchi... That means nothing. Why would the well, Mariners take think, this op- option? If, if he's, like, I think amazing. Well, if he's good. I mean, what what's going to be the price for a, even a number... Because he's, uh, I think he's 27. So let's say he's good for the next three years. I mean, he's going to hit free agency potentially at age 30, and he's a number three starter. I mean, what do those guys get paid? They get paid what? 15 million, 18 million? What hap just get paid? And he's 38. Yeah, but when it goes to 109 million are they prorating the first 3 years or is he getting 109 million for the next 4 years i think it go- i think it goes and again not fully sure but i think it's like a 3 for 30 and then the rest of it's going to be like a 4 for <laughs> uh 60 or or 70 whatever math is left over there not a numbers guy so it's so if they take the extension, this is kind of might be pretty If they take the extension, if the Mariners say you're so good, we don't want to lose you, we're going to take this option we built in, then that right. means they'll have him for seven years, and we're going to say the 109 million encompasses the the full seven years. Yes. So that's 15 a year. So I guess that makes sense. If but he'd have to be so good. Maybe it will be. That's weird contract. Mariners. Because why would Kikuchi do that? Because if Cause he's that he good, th- why, he, if he's that good, he'll go get $20 million a year. Yeah, I mean, it, de- it depends what other, I mean, what other contracts were out there. I mean, what if everyone else just offered him a four- or five-year deal for not a lot of money? At least the Mariners left an option there that he could get a lot of money? I don't know. Or... You know, if he's good, he's good. It's it's odd. It's odd. So, okay, so that covers that. But wh- isn't this weird for the Mariners to do this when they just got rid of ev- all their money and were kind of rebuilding to now buy a player for the next three years? I mean, like half. I mean, you still need pitching, and if he's if he's good, you can start to kind of build around that. I mean, baseball's rebuilds are supposed to be quick now. Yeah. Like ev- everyone saw Houston and the Cubs and were like, whoa, Full rebuild. This is pretty wild. And then even Houston, I mean, got it going quicker than everybody thought. The Braves last year got it going quicker than everybody thought. Yankees and the Braves are the real quick ones. The Padres and the White Sox are still taking a little bit. 
Yep. <laughs> um, James Harden got his fourth 40-point night in a row. There you go. That's something. Have you ever watched this? And I know the answer to this, and I'm not saying this in a rude way, but have you ever watched like a full James Harden basketball game? No. No. Dude, it's kind of insane. It looks like he's playing a different sport. In which way? Like, dude, just the way he dribbles and where he wants to shoot and how he wants to shoot is completely different than every other player in the league. Weird way? Good way? Impressive way? Kind of weird. Like, I don't think you'd like it. Okay. Maybe I'll like it then. Just like a lot of weird, a lot of weird footwork, a lot of trying to draw fouls, a lot of just weird stuff. And he's got the beard and he's hyper confident. And it's just hilarious because they'll, they just let him go. So he'll, he'll take like four straight shots, miss them all. And then like, I don't know, you know, not, not take a shot. And then he'll take the next five and he'll make four out of five. And you're just like, what is this? Sounds interesting. But he's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Okay. That ends the first half. Jake playing hurt. Flu playing game. Playing hurt, coach. Flu game. Miles and miles of heart. Don't I have that sound bite somewhere? Miles Maybe. and miles of heart. Miles and miles of heart. Is that how you feel? A little bit. I uh man, talk about one of those weird so every I think everyone in the world had I think everyone gets a New Year's Sunday scaries, which happen to be on Tuesday night. So Tuesday scaries. Meanwhile, I get sick on a Tuesday. You guys know how that works. But everyone enjoy your bad day. That's what it was. Everyone scaries kicked in last night. I don't care who you are. But um, so I'm, I'm on the couch. I'm gonna, I I was like I'm I'm gonna sleep out here. I don't want to get the girlfriend sick. So I'm on the couch football going on watching the end of ut georgia got a little bit of weed in my system a little bit of nyquil in my system body feels like hell and then uh they do svp sports center is like all right i'll i can fall asleep to this i'll enjoy this dude the the purdue super fan kid trent passed yeah. away yep and they did like old. a nice special on him so i mean cuts to me just sick and bawling my eyes out, little Nyquilled up, little weeded up, and just like this is this is a tough this is tough twenty nineteen, twenty tough start for your twenty nineteen. First first day of my twenty nineteen was pretty intense. It can only go up from here, so that's great. You'd think that, but you never know with me. Let's get back into the second half. It was a slow first half. We'll try to pick it up a little bit. Good episode uh, for people to listen on 1.5 speed. Uh, I don't think so. Because your story at the beginning, it was, I was like, a, you didn't like it. I think people are gonna like it more than you liked it. I was re- I was waiting for a big like. Turns out you got like blacked out there. You were like, no, you, know, you just, just didn't like the connection. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed by it because there was no connection. Like you're um, underestimating the size of Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So but, this wasn't like a CCSU dorm room. How is CCSU doing? They lost. They lost. I said this last episode. They lost by a, a close 21 to Oregon State. Right, Oregon State. Their, their next game Thursday. You know how the, how the refs are in the upper northwest. I mean, you got a long travel for them. I was, you know, they were tired. 
A woman who reportedly lived to 122 years old may have only been 99. A cow dodges slaughter and then the very next day gives birth. Hooray. Surprise DNA test results are turning customer service reps into therapists. How do you tell someone that their brother is not their brother? People are slashing tires on self-driving cars in Arizona. I read the news today, oh boy. Super slow day here, Jake. Just real slow news day. I was putting it together last night. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, this woman, this woman, uh, you know, she would live to be 122 years old. Psych, she right. never even broke 100. Never even broke 100. So she's the least impressive person ever. I don't understand how you this me- happened. You mentioned picking things up. Well, I've got something for you. Yeah. So I I mentioned I was emotional yesterday mm-hmm. um, due to the Tyler Drent stuff and drugs, but I had a genuine moment of sad. Yes. Because I, I told you this last year, 2018, I, I woke up. Normally, January 1st is the best day ever. No obligations, football, like let it ride. So I woke up last year. I think I, I think I kept drinking a little bit, and I was just being so silly. And I kept saying 28 beans. Yeah. Because in my head, that's a hilarious joke. Because it mm-hmm. sounds a lot like 2018. Uh-huh. But it's 28 beans. So I started saying 29 beans for 2019. Yeah. And then I had this sad moment. Last year, I'm going to be able to make that joke, Jim. Wow. Well, you, no, you could, you could live long enough. And then I started going down that whole road. Like, how long are people going to live? Like, if I pass on my 29 beans joke to a younger generation, will someone now be able to live till 200, 119, or however you say the year? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, pass it on, man. Just get, tell Happy your son. Twenty nine beans. Yeah, I don't say twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. I'm a two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen guy, Ooh. so I can't use your joke. But I like it. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. So uh, this I'm oldest sorry woman in the world, choice. she was one hundred and twenty two, died in nineteen ninety seven. But someone out there is like, no, 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 no. She's faking it. Jean Calment. Clem- Oldest woman in the world died in 1997. Her actual name was Yvonne Calment. The family assumed her identity so they would not have to pay inheritance taxes. Here's all the documents to disprove it. So I don't know, man. What 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 agency is looking into this? Like what guy out there is like, ooh, I'm gonna disprove that 122 year old woman wasn't the actual oldest woman to ever live. Maybe the maybe their relative is about to turn like 114 and they're looking out for the legacy. Just seems Maybe like that. I I think it's it's almost like for us it's sports and sources. I think, I think someone went to a news person and was like, "Hey, I've got I've got some news for you." Oldest lady ever was not the oldest lady ever, and they're like, "Okay, cool." I wonder if her Write family makes makes money off this. Like they have oldest Good. lady ever merch. My Nana lived older than her, so I'm kind of teed off. 
You're kind of mad right now. Yeah. My Nana's lived beat 99. We didn't fake her numbers. Well, we'd have to check the dates there. Oh, I got the dates. Because we got two 99s. No, my Nana was born in 1911. Okay. Died in 2013. Right. So I'm she- saying the days matter here, Jim, because we've got two 99-year-olds. Uh, who's the other 99-year-old? The lo- oldest lady ever, man. What we're talking about. That's one 99-year-old. I know that one. Who's the other? Your grandma. Who died at 101. You said, you just said she died at 99. That's why it was confusing. No, she beat 99. 101 gets the W. Yes, my nat. Yes, agree. Fully agree on 1911, that. 1911, 2013. There you go. Yeah. Uh, cow, a, do- a cow dodged and then gave birth a couple days later. So really, Jake, two cows dodged slaughter. This was written up. Oh, it escaped, man. The cow escaped. Wow, this is cool. It escaped the slaughterhouse, ran away onto the highway in New Jersey. Right. And then gave birth. So it's like it was a pregnant. Wow. She got rescued. They brought her to a new home, gave birth. So it's like this pregnant cow did whatever she could to make sure that she could give birth and not get slaughtered. Wow. Heartbreaking. And the ca- the calf is beautiful, said Mike's Mike Stura. Whoa. That's creepy. Mike Stura, reporter for NewJersey.com, <laughs> quoted as <laughs> No, he's not. He's a sanctuary founder. Quoted as, and the calf is beautiful. You think that's creepy? <laughs> yeah, I think that's creepy. I wrote an no, article what? when I used to blog every day. There was an article that uh, this guy would have to go to farms and check that the because cows would fart a lot and they had to make sure that they weren't farting too much because it would pollute the air. So this guy had to go to farm to farm and make sure the 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 gas index or whatever for farts wasn't bad. And I was like, what a weird fucking job. Just going a lot of gigs out there. A lot of weird jobs. Uh, Just going town to town. Oh, your cows are farting too much. Oh, looks like your cows are farting just enough. Good job. And uh, weird. And then this guy, Mike Stora, sanctuary founder, the calf is beautiful. I'm, I just Googled I could, beautiful calf. They all look the same to me. It's beautiful, Jim. Good the, for this cow per- that ran away from the slaughterhouse. Life life is beautiful. Yeah, I had I had one of those kind of weird job thoughts. You, you mentioned your cow fart guy. But even I, I was watching UGA versus Texas. And I was thinking about the guy running the clock. Like, that's someone's job. Oh, yeah. But think about that. Probably Who other, is that? Probably has other jobs or he's a volunteer. You're going to have a volunteer working, like, the national championship game? No. Yeah, I guess These not. are people. These are He's a professional clock runner? Maybe, dude. I think those come with the stadium. They're like, you know, scoreboard operator, clock operator, and they probably do other things on their downtime. I can't imagine he just runs the clock. That's all he does. Right, but even even that, like, it it has to be at least... Well, dude, think about what comes with the job. You got to do all sports, different sports games at different times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to have another job that, that goes with that. I ran... In like in, uh, for hockey in Connecticut, like Luke's hockey team, they would different dads would rotate each day to run the clock, right, and the scoreboard. 
high school hockey. High school hockey. But like That's run- what I'm saying. Like we start multiplying this to important games that mean a lot to people. Yeah. I, you don't just have Joe Schmo up there. Oh yeah. My dad used to run the clock and, you know, let some extra time slide, take a little extra time off depending on the situation. Everyone's doing wow. it. Wow. Wow. But it is intense cuz people get real mad at you. Start the clock. That's what I'm saying. I mean, now the money that's on it with sports gambling and all that kind of stuff, like, dude, that's kind of a tough job. Like, I don't think they want you to know the name of the person running the clock. Well, we'll find out. You Let's find out. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put out. it on you. I'll find out. First, I want to talk about this. This isn't that funny, but then I thought about it, and I thought it was really funny. Sure. Um, so all these DNA test result things, like, I can't, I'm blanking on their names. There's two competing ones that you send in. You're like spit and they tell you about your ancestry, ancestry.com or one, two, three, me or whatever it's called. You know sure. what I'm talking about. 23 right? and me. 23 and me. Yeah. So they're saying that their customer service reps are like being forced into therapy sessions because right. people get their results back and tell them some fucked up shit. Like their dad's not actually their dad. They were adopted or they're actually not Italian. They're all Irish and they're just calling up. 23 and me customer service like how could this happen what's going on like balling their eyes are like my brother isn't my brother and i just think it's hilarious from the customer service rep position taking minimum job to answer phones thinking you're going to be like oh we got the wrong address sorry or oh it's shipping out real soon we're a little backed up and then no you're like <laughs> counseling people that are distraught because your company just broke terrible news to them what yeah, a bind i mean that's What's what what's the phrase for that? Un, unknown side effects, unknown consequences. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, I, I thought I was just going to be customer service. I didn't know I was going to be dealing with people whose lives are ruined. Man, I, I thought I was all out on the 23andMe stuff. But then I heard uh, John Sharkey, whose curveball you couldn't catch. He said his siblings did it. And uh, it was just kind of cool because like some of them actually had like 10 percent more Irish in them. And stuff like that, which I think that's actually kind of cool to know. I thought that was in, I thought it was, I thought you were supposed to have the same amount as your siblings. No, I I think, I think think it's, I think it's able to tell like some of the genetics that are like past the actual like pieces that are passed along. So like, I think, uh, his came back or, or his brothers came back 80% Irish and his sisters came back 90% Irish or something like that. That's interesting to me. I didn't know that was I possible. Know. I knew I knew that'd get you. Because Ritzy did it, so then all my siblings were like, we're, we're the same. We don't need it. Right. Maybe that's just a trick by 23andMe to get more people to buy it. Maybe I'm just a fucking sheep. Uh, well, I think I think that would be proof that it's not that accurate, is how, what I'm thinking. Or it's proof that it's more accurate. Yeah, either way. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. But I always thought it wasn't Dude. possible. But anyway, I haven't done 23andMe because it's uh, just haven't done it. It's kind of expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's changing crime, though. There's a podcast called Bearbrook, and now they're using shit like that to solve murders. Right. People are slashing tires of self-driving cars in Arizona. Seems mean. Why do they hate them so much? Scared to change, man. I don't know. <laughs> Scared to change. More than 20 driverless vehicles in Arizona have reportedly been vandalized in the last two years. This has to be someone who owns a car dealership or a gas yeah. station. This is someone who owns a gas station. 
Like, who else well, would it? These self-driving vehicles might be using gas. Mm. Yeah. Wow. A pedestrian in Arizona was killed by a self-driving Uber last year. Man, that's fucked up. Like, you just, you just, got, you just got killed by a robot. Who, do you, yeah. who even goes to jail for that? Is this the right? fear? Is this the fear? Who even goes for a self-driving car kills you and there's no one in it? Who goes to jail? The manufacturer? No one. Someone with the company, probably. This is uh, Adam Sandler's stand-up when he's in the fight with the self-driving car. Yeah. It's pretty good. He's talking about he goes to court and the car is like <laughs> putting on a sob show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you like that joke. I do like that joke. I like it because he tells it in a manner that's like screams, this isn't a funny joke, but I'm telling it anyway, which is kind of his right. whole delivery. Yeah. Which I really like. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess they're still labeling it as testing, and then when you say someone got killed, yeah, we don't want to be the test area. But yeah, man, that's that's a crazy thing. That kicks in like one of your, uh, like a parental gene that you're like, yeah, if if a robot kills one of my family members, <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed. Because like, what do you do? What do you even do? Not cool. Not cool. I was gonna try and pull up the Adam Sandler bit to end the show, but I think it's too tough. It's probably too tough. It's too- out there on Netflix now. Yeah, go watch that Adam Sandler Netflix. It's very good. Oh, I got something I need to talk to you about. Lay it on me. Here we go. Let me do the sound drop for when Jake has something that he needs to talk to me about. This is um, the sound drop for Jesus. that. Uh, he loved it. Okay. Um, so the the two and so this this spins into a whole bigger theory that is we we are all sheep and Netflix controls us. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing there was I'm thinking there was a meeting in like February of this year, and they were like, "Yo." Christmas, New Year's, we're going to dominate with Bird Box and Bandersnatch, the the Black Mirror movie. Mm-hmm. So did you watch either of these yet? No, I haven't. I'm not watching Bandersnatch. I don't like Choose Your Own Adventure stories at all, at okay. all, at all. And I've heard nothing but terrible, terrible things from everywhere I trust. Do you like Black Mirrors at all? Yeah, I like Black Mirror. Okay. So Bird Box is solid. Bird Box I, is solid. Yeah, I've heard good things about Bird Box. I need to watch that. Watch watch that with the girlfriend. Again, I think it turns into expectations a little bit. If you just threw on Bird Box randomly before it got popular, you'd be like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. And now that it's so hyped up, you're like, okay, yeah, this is good. It's not, you know, world-changing, but it's good. Um, I don't know if you'll love it. We'll see. Um, and then, dude, Bandersnatch was bad. Yes, like that's really what ev- bad. That's what everyone's saying. That's really, really, really. I bad. didn't know that. I heard. I I had seen people saying, "Well, actually, you know what? No, I've just seen. I saw people being excited for Bandersnatch. I never saw any reactions, and it's because it was bad. Yeah. And I'm not n- normally a judge of anything. You're no judge. I enjoy the ride. Yeah, I've heard terrible just, things. Just, I hate choose your own adventure stuff. It's like the new fad. That I think is going to die. It's like when they thought everything was going to be 3D and then they stopped that because people were like, no, this sucks. Don't yeah. make me wear glasses and give me a headache while watching a movie. No, thank you. So now select things are 3D. And I think that's because this is the third or fourth choose your own adventure 
uh, style show or movie that's come out in the last two years. And right. I don't have any interest in any of it. You tell me the story, buddy. Right? This is this is part of your guy's job. Yeah. It's your sole job is to tell me the story. I saw Vice last night with Christian Bale. Oh, right. Not not happy with that one either. You said you love Bale's acting, though. Who doesn't? Yeah. No, the whole cast did. Amy Adams, uh, Steve Carell, Christian Bale. It's all good acting. It's just Adam. said you didn't like the ending. What can you say without giving anything away? No, the, isn't the, it based on a the, true story? <laughs> no, the editing. Editing. Okay. Yeah. They edited it the same way they did um, the big short, but they did it with the big short because they had a real boring topic, the housing crisis, that they needed right. to make interesting and be able to explain it to people. So they did this quirky editing, like how would a high schooler edit this? It's Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Uh but then they did it with this movie as well. And it's like, yeah, but now you have a really good story with really, really good acting. So don't fuck it up with this stupid editing. And they did. Sorry. So listen to Six Pack Cinema for my full thoughts. There you go. There I go. Anything else? Want to do a T-Quad real quick? What? Desert Island, what three movies are you bringing with you since we're talking about movies? Oh, man. I mean, mine mine are probably going to be pathetic. I'll throw, um, I mean, I love Goodwill Hunting, just like the the rest of the world. I'd probably throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie about how to make a boat. Um, Ooh, Castaway? That's to be a good one. Never lose hope if you bring Castaway. Yeah. Or or maybe lose hope. Be like, wow, Tom Hanks figures this thing out in a couple hours, and I can't get off this damn rock. No, it took um, Tom Hanks years. Yeah, but in the movie, it's hours, Jim. Um, oh, oh. And then, I don't know. I mean, something tradition like Saving Silverman's a really good movie. I think um, you got to bring two comedies and one serious because comedies the rewatchability is up higher. So I'm going to bring Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to bring The Jerk, and I'm going to bring Seabiscuit. I'm I'm happy for you. Nice. I made those right away. I might might have different answers tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I like Django Unchained. That'd be kind of weird. What am I watching it on? Um, your phone that doesn't have any service, but has endless battery and three movies on there. Yeah, the old endless battery phone. Get that out of here. That's the end of this John Boy and Jake Radio. Everyone wish Jake good health because he's sick. So sick. Wish Jake good health, they'll say. Yeah, wish you good health. And that's all I have to say about that. I don't that's think anyone's ever wished me good health. Your parents? not wished me good health. I don't think that that phrase ever came out of their mouth. Yeah, I think so. I think they've been wishing you good health. I think so. I think so. I'm wishing you good health right now. Need it. First time I've ever gotten it. Nice. All right, we're out. See ya. What's the song I played? New Dawn, New Day. Jake didn't like it because he's sick. Didn't like it. Goes with the new year, though. It's a new dawn. It's a new day.
It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Blossom on. 